This time around, y'all, I am in the same place, right? I'm comfortable. We're set up. We're good to go. But it's a whole new job for him. And y'all, I got to meet new people. More on this in this episode of Stationed with Stories. Station with Stories. That's it. (gasps) All right. You are listening to Stationed with Stories. I am your host, Kalisha Hollis-Jesse. And before we get started, let me just let y'all know that these are my thoughts, my thoughts, my thoughts. And they do not represent or reflect the positions, opinions, or views of the U.S. Armed Forces in any way. All right, y'all, now that we have that out of the way, hi, peeps. Really excited to be with you all this week, another week. And listen, if you are a faithful listener, if you've been with me for a while or even from the very beginning, I am so thankful for you. Listen, I am so thankful for your support. I hear from you all and um, I just love being able to know that this podcast is reaching the ears and is entertainment for you all or information for you all or whatever it is, you know, I am excited to be on that journey with you all. And if this is your first time listening to the podcast, you are in the right place. The Station With Stories is all about military spouse life, okay? I am in that journey. I am still new to this thing, okay? So do I know much? (sighs) Not that much, y'all. Okay, I'm just trying to figure it out like everyone else. However, it's not just about military spouse life. Because if you are a book lover, mm -hmm, this is the podcast for you. Because we always start off with a book that I have just completed. And I review it for you so that you can decide whether you want to read it too. Or if you've already read it, I'd love to hear what you thought about the book and what you thought about the review. Listen, and speaking of which, you can reach out to me. Yes, you can, okay? The website, stationwithstories.com, is where you can find that little button, that little comment button, and reach out to me. I would love to hear from you also, wherever you are listening, whether it is on the actual website, or maybe you're listening to it on Apple, or maybe you're on Audible, or maybe you're on Spotify, wherever you are listening to the podcast Definitely give it all the stars, rate it, and leave a comment, y'all. I really do appreciate that sort of engagement. And share it, Mm -hmm. because sharing is caring. So share the podcast with a friend. Let's just jump into this, though. The book that I read this past week, and y'all, I broke down and read it, Mm -hmm. because you've probably heard of this book. It is already on Apple TV, I guess. And um, it just came out last year, 2022. The book is Lessons in Chemistry by Bonnie Garmas. And listen, it is a novel. I obviously love reviewing novels. I've reviewed a lot of novels on this podcast. But y'all, I I kind of stayed away from this one because it just has so much buzz. And it just, you know, I try to read a lot of the bestsellers anyway, just because people care, okay? People care about bestsellers. And I know for some of you all, you watch the list or, you know, the books that you get recommended are the books that are hot right now. So I try to read those books just, you know, for those who want to know what they were about or, you know, how good they were. 
I talk about the merits of those books. However, this book just got so much buzz. So it took me a while to actually pick it up, but I finally picked it up. Someone mentioned they did the same thing. They broke down, they read it, and they really enjoyed it. And I trusted that person's opinion. And so here are my words for it. Indignities, skeptical, anthem. Now, number one, indignities. So the main character, Elizabeth Zott, there are so many indignities that she faces from the very beginning of the book. And she is a young woman growing up or an adult woman coming to age in the 1960s. And she is in chemistry. She, her goal, right, is to be a chemist and to be a serious chemist, a chemist who publishes papers and gets a PhD and is lauded in her field. However, in the 1960s, and I can imagine even right now, current day, the field is dominated by men. She is one of a few women in her field, one of one, I believe, in her department when you first meet her in her master's program. And she faces so many indignities just by being a woman. And people assume the least of her, that she does not have the merits to be a serious chemist. And she goes through all the stereotypical things you would imagine a woman going through at this time in a field where she should be at home taking care of kids and taking care of her household and, you know, taking care of her husband, right? She should be a housewife, but here she is in our lab. What is she doing here? So there are so many indignities and a lot of them are, like I said, the stereotypical ones, like she walks into a room and Everyone thinks she's a secretary and they're like, can you get us the coffee, please? Or not even please, right? Just get us some coffee. We're running low. So she she encounters that, but there's so much more in terms of the indignities that she faces and how I think in spite of that, she is so sure of herself and sure of her place. Um, that That's a big piece of the book. The second word is skeptical. She is very skeptical of really anyone who is trying to put her down to the point that she almost doesn't, she sees the indignities, but she doesn't get frazzled by some of the smaller instances of looking down on her. She is really charismatic in the sense of she, in in her field, she is doing her job and she's very serious She's she's charismatic in a certain way, but really her charisma is is science. She is very astute and she thinks very seriously of herself and of her job. And so she's skeptical of anything that is contrary to that. And then on top of that, she the book itself, I think, asks a lot of questions of the attitudes of the time, of that time period. But also it it asks questions of our society in general, which includes today. And a lot of that is religion. And in the book, she makes her own religious declarations and she has reasons for why she believes what she believes or doesn't believe. Um, And she is 
very skeptical and the the book is very skeptical of of religion which was interesting it was really interesting and um it took on to me a very modern um very modern more radical approach and a very liberal radical approach to in some ways um religion versus science and so that was fascinating the last word anthem this book really with the t- with the topics that it covers and the attitudes that Elizabeth Zott takes on in the 1960s it's kind of an anthem it's like a women's anthem of independence and of free thinking and of career and choice and all of that wrapped into her life and looking at the limitations that she faces and the the ways that she overcomes a lot of her adversities and in a very compelling storyline and particularly when you get to her lessons in chemistry and the show she ends up headlining it is fascinating just how she is so singular in her motion like she's going to move forward no matter what, no matter what she faces. So once again, the book is called Lessons in Chemistry by Bonnie Garmus. came out in 2022. My words, Indignities, Skeptical Anthem. And, um, you know, check it out if you so choose. All right, y'all, moving on to the topic of the day. How do you move on when you're in the same place? It's like moving on and standing still at the same time. Y'all, what do I mean by that? I had the opportunity to meet some new people who are part of my husband's new ship. In the last week, he has transitioned from, you know, this period of taking leave. And before that, he was on a different ship at a different command. And he's at a new command now. So for those who are not in this lifestyle, just it's kind of like being at a new job. Okay, so you're still a worker of a particular bigger umbrella organization, but they're putting you in a different job in a different place and with new people. Now, the difference is that this time around, he is stationed still in the same place. So we have not had to move, which, you know, hallelujah. Honestly, I was not equipped, am not equipped for another move in the same year. So I'm very happy that we did not have to move again. And that was something that coming into this year, y'all, I'm just going to be honest. I I had that in my mind that it is very possible that we will have to move twice this year. But thankfully, we won't have to do that. What happened instead, he got sent to another ship that is in the same area general area. Okay. It's not exactly in the same place. It's in the shipyards. Anyway, long story short, listen, it is ideal. It is ideal that we did not have to move. Now, the thing that is interesting though, I'm so used to in this lifestyle, having to not just shift in terms of perspective of like, where does he work? What is his job? But knowing that that comes with a move. This time around, y'all, I am in the same place, right? I'm comfortable. We're set up. We're good to go. But 
it's a whole new job for him. And y'all, I got to meet new people. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it just really got me to thinking, like, how do you, for those who are in this lifestyle, how do you, how do you manage that? Like, in terms of meeting the new group of people after you've made great relationships or forged great relationships with the spouses, specifically the spouses who are on the previous command. So let, let me just tell y'all, we have a little chat group, not the whole command spouses, not that kind of big chat group, but there's a little small chat group that I'm in with some of the spouses from his last show. Y'all, I don't want them to kick me out of that chat group. <laughs> and luckily for me, this particular group is is really where sharing resources and meeting up to do hikes and events together. That's what we're doing. So it's not really not really anything in that group that means that we have to all be part of the same command. But y'all, I've spent some time building these relationships and I'm happy to be in that chat group and I'm happy to, you know, do the things that we do together in terms of hiking or trails and all that. And, and y'all, what, do I want to be in a new chat group <laughs> with the new spouses? Yes, yes, I do because I am me and I love meeting new people, y'all. But it just, it's a, it's a lot of effort. Am I right? It's, it's a lot of effort to meet new people. And obviously, I am graced in this area this time around because I don't have to meet new people, but I I should meet new people, right? Because these are the spouses who are going to know much more about what's happening at the command that my husband is now. And, you know, it's it's helpful to be in communication because eventually, right, I'm going to be moving with some of these spouses when this ship home port shifts in the future. So it's just it's just fascinating, y'all, to to be in this new conundrum. And I want to know, you know, do you put new effort into these relationships, these new relationships? Or are you the type of person who likes to develop the current relationships that you've already forged? Okay. And it seems silly. It seems very silly to have that conversation with oneself. But honestly, it's something that is in in my, the forefront of things right now. It's just, okay, I've put a lot of energy in trying to gather together with this group of people, but now I am the new girl and I probably should put some energy into this this new group just to check people out, but it's not as easy as just going with what you know and are comfortable with. Y'all, so it's, it's strange. It's strange because it's a new circle and it's a unique lifestyle for sure, because in most other circumstances, you know, if my husband worked for any other type of job, it would not matter for me to know the spouses of his coworkers personally. I think in most, right, for those who are not in the military or, you know, families are not in the military, you're probably like, what? How is this possible that you need to know the spouses? Ah, you know, it's not absolutely necessary, but it is critically helpful. And let me tell you, for those spouses who I have met who were on my husband's previous ship and even in, you know, previous commands, 
just to know those people and especially when they are deployed, y'all, they can be a lifeline, a real lifeline for passing on information, for support, for, you know, asking questions to them. It's so helpful because sometimes we we really don't have other ways to communicate. You know, you have the ombudsman that you can communicate to, but still it's just helpful to have that community. And especially since we move around a lot, y'all, it's a different type of job, obviously. And it's a different type of community that you want to forge. And so y'all, I do know that as of right now, I am still very much partial to holding on to and developing some of those relationships with the ladies that I have been afforded the opportunity to know from my husband's last command. But you know what? I am going to have to get a little behind, you know, motivated to do much more in terms of investing time into getting to know these new spouses. And we did have that opportunity this past week, past weekend, I should say, They had a little Halloween event at the Exo's house and I got a chance to meet a lot of spouses there. And, you know, that was my start. Okay, so I got my jump start. I got some names in my head. I got a number and I just had to do it, y'all. Okay, so if you know, you know. Um, And for sure, if you're going through this right now or have gone through it, let me know. Okay, send me a message. I would love to, to know whether you put some heavy effort into that new command, or if you were just a little bit lazy and said, listen, I am going to go with what I know. All right, y'all, moving on to the last portion of the podcast, I am excited to read for you all a piece that is called Everything is Debatable. The hall tittered with hums of agreement alongside grunts of dissension as the two team captains volleyed their perspectives back and forth more like a tennis match than a debate tournament. On stage, a diminutive, brown-skinned girl with saucer-shaped eyes and long, dark hair argued pointedly into her microphone. The nutritive needs of teenagers are great, and I submit to my opponent, Mr. Hansen, the undeniable diversity of meat, dairy, vegetables, and grains. Our position is that the fresh ingredients alone provide several key vitamins required for healthy growth and development. I believe it's our rebuttal. Asked the tall, freckled-faced boy to the panel of judges, though he didn't wait for a response. And to Miss Tucker's arguments, I say that the same nutritive benefits are found in my option. One can choose from an assortment of options that can be tailored to dietary restrictions and needs. Not to mention, this option is less labor-intensive than the one proposed by Miss Tucker and her team and with greater appeal to the teenage palate. Again, the hall buzzed with excitement. Heads nodded and shook in tandem to the arguments presented on stage. Students in attendance representing various debate teams across the city were particularly riveted by the current topic of conversation. Enough, 
cried one of the judges in a gravelly voice. He stood up, creased face clearly vexed as he held up a finger to silence the hall. We are taking a lunch recess. Cheese and pepperoni pizzas are on the menu. Not burritos, he emphasized as he glared at Jessica Tucker and her team. Nor personalized pizzas, he emphasized as he turned his attention to Thomas Hansen and his team. You are dismissed. The kids groaned. All around the room, teams and spectators alike collected their items and filed out of the school auditorium towards the cafeteria. A pair of bemused retirees from a local knitting circle shook their heads, tickled at this bit of entertainment injected into their usually mundane schedule. After an eloquent debate about imposing clean air sanctions on developing nations, I didn't anticipate that sidebar. That was a hoot, her friend said. But I'm not surprised. My grandbabies come over every so often, and I tell you, kids these days believe everything's up for debate, her friend replied. Oh, yeah, said the first friend. And even that's debatable to them. All right, y'all, that is it for this episode. I hope that you enjoyed it, and I already let y'all know what you need to do in terms of finding me on the internet, okay, stationwithstories.com. And obviously, if you have not checked me out on X or IG, station underscore story is where you can find me. And y'all, I am looking forward to next week with you all. We are coming up on the last month of season two of the podcast. So stick with me, y'all. We're going to have another great episode next week. I am Kalisha Hollis-Jesse, and this is Station with Stories. Bye, peeps. Station with Stories. That's it. (gasps) Who?